0: Dad bod rap pod. We're back. It's 127 degrees in San Jose today. Um, I am wearing a mesh Jamaican tank top for those who are not on Zoom. Uh, my name is Demo Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined on the world's most annoying conference call platform with Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going?
1: What's up, guys? I've been talking about this with my wife all week. I say a button up short sleeve is cooler than a t-shirt love to hear your thoughts on that
0: cooler than a t-shirt uh i feel like there's more
1: breezeways there's more uh oh cooler Cooler.
0: i was like is this a know. (laughs) you take a shot because dave's not in the room or (laughs) we're all
1: we're all living that no ac apartment life right now so you have to like be strategic with your windows
0: your window coverings and your shirts. That's right. Uh, That's for, for those who can't see us on Zoom, Nate has like a white linen flowy thing, like puffy war in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was the 112 video. Yeah. Uh, and we're joined by uh, Mr. Nothing's Cooler Than a T-shirt, Dave Ma. How's it going?
2: Hey guys, good to be here. I'm going okay. Hot as fuck, dude. I'm a, yeah. a little distracted by
0: your um, shoulders though, Daman. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, the lack of definition is really, uh, is really startling. They look um, moisturized. They look moisturized. <laughs> so. Always my man. Uh, health and beauty tips at the end of the show. But we are back. Uh, another episode this week. There's a lot of like, just weird shit going on definitely in the world in general but in the world of rap there's weird shit going on nate was the first to hit me to this i believe we had a call on saturday and he said something something doja cat and i just i couldn't i didn't wrap my mind around the full
1: i had one of those things where i couldn't on twitter i couldn't get to the actual thing she did i just could see all the memes jokes rants cancellation posts i could never actually found out what she did i feel like i have a pretty good grasp on what she did now
0: don't watch it, it. yeah <laughs> don't watch it it's bad it's pretty bad i've i've been on this program and, and made the case for lightly doja cat and also azalea banks and Ooh. they are both horrible this weekend man
2: uh, <laughs> problematic
0: <laughs> yeah super problematic um right uh but doja cat is like tangentially a rapper so we won't we won't stay there too long uh azalea banks saying that she screwed dave chappelle right right i i need that album i want that <laughs> i want that hip house endeavor yeah that's pretty uh, crazy
2: that was a pretty crazy clip of her saying that right like, yeah
1: uh, i didn't watch it is it like the quest love scene uh in when uh it's like dave chappelle has an asian wife <laughs> 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 it's the Tupac Skip from Chappelle's Show.
0: Oh, man. Oh, I wish it was that good. No, right. it's, it's 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 just super cringy. Um, she looks out of it on the video. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: it's a terrible look for just everybody. everybody yeah. in the-
0: Humanity in general. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, folks have been cooped up for a long time. I get it. You know, Doja Cat's in, like, KKK chat rooms and shit doing shit. Azalea Banks is... Claiming to screw Dave Chappelle, which is a weird flex. But a, I just feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is
1: rich and he's very buff now. Congratulations! Yeah. Uh, um, so quick, qu- she just got the DVDs,
0: or <laughs> she was too young. That's true. <laughs> is is uh, as a quick tangent here? I'd love to get you guys' the thoughts on this. Is there a correlation between muscular definition and not being funny? Going back to my sh- going back to my shoulders. <laughs> You're hilarious, Demon. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's hard to be hilarious. buff and funny. Uh John Cena, maybe. Uh the rock kind of this?
0: Oh, okay, are, okay. I'll are
2: fight. we naming our top five comedians? yeah
1: i'm saying can you can you be funny and buff at the same time no totally was funny in his prime that's you ever seen pumping iron he's destroying that dude that's true and he is he he is
0: not intentionally funny (laughs) like
1: like, i I mean doing an elaborate put on dude right like he's he's toying with lou ferrigno i think it's very intentional really yeah, yeah no, totally. It definitely is. It definitely it, is. It's yeah. like a long. It's a long con in a way that I th- I find hilarious. Yeah, really. He's, a, he's <laughs> yes.
2: in character, and he's in character, and he breaks them down mentally slowly, and he totally. It's definitely a put on. Twins, okay. kindergarten
0: cop. Yeah, it's tough wow. to be buff and you're, funny, but you're you're claiming the the Schwarzenegger comedy legacy right here. Okay, okay. I'm I'm saying Schwarzenegger
1: well. is funny. I think he knows that he's ridiculous, and therefore he's funny. Mm-hmm. also an
0: ex-governor just to kind that of part, yeah. not
1: as funny that was very yeah. demoralizing for the state of california <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was his greatest joke yo dave ma still warm limber right now shooting shooting from three um so you know kind of gossipy shit aside uh this is the dad bod rat pod we talk about really heavy topics like um ludicrous last week i want to circle back on this because, Dave, you noted in your uh, lukewarm defense of Ludacris <laughs> as an MC um, that he was on the punk episode where he was rapping over, like, absolute garbage. Totally. And, and he he did it. And somebody tweeted about that. I was like, are they listening to the show probably? Oh, interesting. Um, but uh, it did make me think Luda is also the guy who didn't have the good sense to be like, that shit sounds like pots and pans, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, that's, that's a great comment for Ludacris and also kind of like, kind of bad but uh did did you watch it did you actually watch the clip i remember seeing that and feeling like um like it wasn't the beat could have been worse it could have been (laughs) like right
1: i've heard worse at some of these (laughs) sessions i've wrapped
0: on worse uh (laughs) no i i feel like only the beats on insecure are like the ones that really capture what a terrible beat sounds like like when uh this is like a, not this not this season but when she had the producer dude on there and they would play these, oh. like canned beats right right i was like that's perfect television show bad beat music it's like its own genre um so shout out to they I can't use
1: samples or anything they have to use like the canned sounds that come with the machine right,
0: right. so it's kind of a uh, kind of plinky. although i'm sure luda would destroy that uh that <laughs> so that was our inaugural episode or uh, inaugural segment of Overrated, Underrated. We are back this week to parse over the careers of rap legends uh, and decide whether they are overrated or underrated. To review, for those of you who might have missed last week, uh, we're going to go through each of us is going to pick a rapper. We're going to have to choose either over or underrated. There's no kind of in between. There's no properly rated. There's only hyperbole here on the DadBod Rap Pod. So, uh, Dave, Dave Ma, why don't you kick it off? Who is your overrated, underrated uh, rapper of this week?
2: Okay, well, uh, my pick this week is going to be producer Ant Banks, who, um, who I think is underrated. I mean, uh, in many ways, he's kind of like the um West Coast Manny Fresh, where dude crafted oh. a sound for 10 okay. years and more, um, before anybody even took notice i mean hit the list of people he's worked with as you guys know is ridiculous e40 spice one um a million other people i mean for, uh, from the area and he also made a name for himself by straight slinging tapes out of his trunk you know sure. um I, ge- I guess the one uh, the the one setback is that you've heard when Ant banks beat you've heard them all But, um, (laughs) yeah, I think he's vastly underrated. Uh, He's not caught up uh, enough when, you know, in the Pantheon of producers. And um, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe because he kind of makes the same beats. But I think, I mean, when you craft an entire era,
0: era's worth of
2: beats, um, you got to get your flowers, man.
0: Okay. Okay. You're going Ant, Banks, underrated. Nate, this is close to your heart. Uh, totally. He's, he's <laughs> yeah.
1: totally underrated. Um he even has some vocal moments on some two short albums I'm not mad at. Like he's obviously not a rapper, like a rapidy rapper, but
3: right.
1: he can he can uh talk some shit in the studio. Um uh, yeah, I I love van Banks. I think I think the to so I'm saying underrated, but Dave, I think to your point that we have like Bay Area exceptionalism. Like we know about things and like studied things that people outside of this region don't care about. And like mm-hmm. I would I wanna say like um rick rock is similar mm. it's like in the oh, okay. hyphy era rick sure. rock was totally inescapable like a huge architect of the sound and like people are out there like saying lil john is the best crunk or hyphy producer but it's like rick rock has like 300 songs and right, right. lil john has the one that went you know huge because of the kind of call and response and e40 like putting all the responses the song I'm talking about is tell me when to go obviously um that'll be the the defining hyphy song for people who are not from around here but there's so many other ones that just like Rick Rock's beats sound like they're like a a quarry and like the slabs of granite are like smashing Mm -hmm. together like he's such a good producer in those sonic terms um and so I just think they're the Bay area is quirky and people don't really tend to get it if they're not from around here. And I've read various things that like, there's, there's a lot of Bay area hip hop fans in like Seattle and Kansas city and sure. these other markets right. where like, right. it makes it viable to be a Bay Area rapper from a financial standpoint. Cause you mm-hmm. can do your like circuit tours right. kind of, right. but right. It, not New York, not, not Atlanta really back in the day, not, you know, other places. So right. it, interesting kind of um, quirk of our, our fandom and how we grew up. I think
2: I just want one East coast dude to bring up Ann banks one time. Totally. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 I think that was a shot at call out culture. <laughs> um, and banks, I'm, I guess we're going triple, triple cherries here. Uh, All right. I, I will also say underrated, um, the architect of the sound that came before high mm um, mm-hmm. I think Ant Banks was the person who kind of laid that template of what mob music eventually became, and a lot of a lot of cats ran with. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, the whole kind of Too Short, Dangerous music
3: kind mm-hmm. of era
0: and thing is probably an underrated kind of era. To to Nate's point, I think uh, if you know, you know, and if you don't, um, Too Short is kind of at the top of the the hill in terms of all that music. But there there was something there uh and so yeah i would i would definitely agree ant banks underrated would be interesting to get them on the show i'm putting it i'm putting out that energy oh man into the ether <laughs> speaking to the into bank. existence <laughs> 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 very good very good uh nate leblanc do you have a overrated underrated you'd like to share with them i people?
1: have one i don't feel strongly about i more just want to hear what you guys say and then can we come back to me at the end so i could just riff off what you guys are saying uh, oh, okay okay and that that is the game
0: <laughs> the game how do we feel about the uh, game not
1: not ooh. the michael douglas movie the right, uh, right, right the, right. the right. la rapper
0: Woo!
2: Demond, uh you go first because <laughs> because of my cats <laughs> no.
1: I'm, I'm because I'm of so your good. tank top <laughs> oh, ouch ouch I walked i'm still thinking that. of nate's
2: uh, trick daddy from last week so yeah <laughs> <laughs> formulating my answer
0: wow okay i'm gonna start with the game um to a certain age demographic uh the game is a really big deal i had a conversation with the cat at my job who's maybe 25 26 and he he had game in his top five and i was just like mm, whoa word and he and he <laughs> he you know not that i agreed, but he kind of had a a really eloquent kind of like hey you know when i was whatever a teenager. This was like Kendrick Lamar to us. This was like right. you know, and I'm like, but Ugh. all right. Um I think he is probably oh, this is that's tough. I would say that he's probably um underrated in the sense that, you know, he could have been a dipset member. Like I think he could have had that kind of uh, that this is our Jim Jones over here. I don't know. <laughs> I just and I feel like he's he a lot of times he's kind of Forgotten, or as a, some kind of side gimmick to what Fifty and them were doing um, at the time, but as far as Superfan rap goes, is what I would put him in that basket. I, I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to even say how he's rated. Like, right? Is anybody uh, rating him? Yeah. Is anybody? Yeah. Like, is he? Is he even to be rated at this I, point? I think
1: he, he's a celebrity at this point. He's right. not really like a rap a rapper,
0: but he has like two good albums.
1: Right. Yeah. I re- I Don't ask getting... me what the second one would be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, it might, uh, it might
2: be doctor's advocate. I, uh, I like around that time, I was getting a weed from this dude from Santa Clara and he was super into the game. So every time I was over there, we'd smoke and it'd be on. And yeah. that's kind of my experience with it. I mean, I think dude has a good voice. Um, I'm not into the music. doesn't really speak to me. I know he had that big album and big singles. Um, but yeah, man, no game for me.
0: Yeah. Overrated. You're going, you're going overrated.
2: Way
1: overrated. Yeah, I am too. I'm going overrated as well. It's like he seems to be like a chameleon, which like we used to have a different term for that that I'm not quite ready to break out here. But like he, he's he's just doing other people's
0: stick. Like
1: Uh like, who's he?
0: Who's who's he's the game, right? Sometimes the the very essence of the game itself. Is it? But is that really? And I had this argument with this kid. Is that his concept? Like I am all styles of the game. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that really is a thing. But you know,
1: <laughs> I think he's he's huge because he came along right at the tail end of when you, records still sold. Yep. And he's like kind of like in you know, a in a you know in a non-trap way. He's like the last rap star. He's yeah. like the okay. last guy who got huge out of LA. That's we're not talking about Greedo or Perico or any of the like underground legend dudes. Like this guy's in Rolling Stone. Totally so he's right. he's totally. like, he's white like people famous. You know Fly-I, what I mean? Yeah. Platinum. Yeah. Um, he's on so. TRL.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know it what I mean? And,
1: and I, I can think of like two songs. They're all from his first album. Uh, Bay area radio never really messed with the game. Like, I mm-hmm. think if you, it's like when you go to LA and like, I think Dave mentioned this before. You turn on the radio and they're like, they're playing the new Mac 10 single. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's now. And you're like, wow, that's weird, man. And maybe we have our own version of that up here. But like, yeah, the the game has just never moved me. Like um, he got Dre beats and I, Devon, can you give us like a two minute version of what actually happened
0: with the G unit stuff? Like, do you know? No, I I know that uh, he was part of that Dr. Dre pyramid scheme um and it seemed like they were trying to slot him with 50 their first like the first song they did yeah. together was was huge yeah um i don't understand like what happened after that there was some ridiculous falling out whatever but i will not right like he did this whole movement of gu not that sounds, uh, that sounds like a joke i would make that's right, terrible right, <laughs> right. bad comedian he's not buff um no <laughs> <laughs> i i don't i don't know exactly how that all fell apart i just i guess maybe i'm astonished that he could still be uh brought up because in terms of like rapping rapping 50 not really doing much of anything right now uh right, right. whereas the game was imitating he's like
1: a mogul right he's got tv yeah. shows he's got
0: but he's not water he's not rapping rapping though right like if he's if it's featuring 50 cent which he was on a Griselda track and i was like if you don't put this dude in the retirement home like (laughs) he was just talking right (laughs) yeah it was pretty bad yeah um and so game still has a little bit he was uh you know he was as recently as last year was like doing stuff so i don't know that's very interesting we uh we will appreciate your feedback on that one because um, I'm, ah, I'm, I'm not strong either way I'm, yeah. I'm going to hold on to Underrated Just to be the West Coast homer that I've been <laughs> for, the past, for the past five weeks It's a theme um, Alright, so this one Kind of staying on, on this side of the country Overrated, underrated I would like to bring to the fore uh, A rapper that was suggested Suggested to us by the good folks At, uh, at Weird Rap um, And that is Sir mix a mm.
3: Overrated
0: Underrated um, he sold a shit ton of records going back to the kind of when you could sell a lot of records. Uh, Baby Got Back is probably, you know, the, the one song that if you were walking down the street and you mentioned Sir Mix-A-Lot, somebody would know what that is.
1: My mom's favorite song?
0: Of course. Um, my, mom, my
1: mom loves Baby Got Back and Shoop. <laughs> those are her her rap songs
0: that sounds about right i mean that's that's pretty good there's a a 90s mix in there
1: when i hear the anaconda part i hear my mom saying it which i don't know what that says about me but it's terrible for everyone involved
0: uh even Nicki minaj um so (laughs) so sir mix a lot um had huge hits but those of us um on the west coast I actually have family in seattle um he was a big, big deal a long time before that mm-hmm. uh, in terms of West Coast. Yeah, he's
1: like their craft. E-40, right? He was like the yeah. representative for the whole area.
0: And he was pre like E-40. He would, he already had traction in the industry. Uh, we're talking pre, pre-40. Wow. <laughs> I had to, sorry. Dave, is, <laughs> Dave is out here. Um, the
1: Sonics were really super.
0: <laughs> ouch! Ouch, ouch. Uh... My Posse on Broadway. Um, Love that one. Square, yeah, that square, huge. Square yeah. Dance Rap. There's I mean, just-
1: Less, but I like <laughs> it
0: stuff. <laughs> you don't like when he says cotton picker and he's rapping in an auctioneer voice? <laughs> which, which the baby reprised that cadence on a song, like, Little Baby, not Dub Baby, Little Baby reprised that cadence on a song two years ago, which I thought was hilarious. Um, wow. But he had songs, he had this huge hits, and again, Is it because he's from just a non kind of, well, I mean, I don't know. Is Seattle a non-rap city? I mean, they have, they have Grammy award-winning rappers that come from that city. (laughs) Um, uh, 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 I'm going to go overall in the pantheon of hip hop, considering what he's done and the hits that he's had, that he's a a little bit underrated. I would agree.
1: It's like, Baby Got Back is overrated, and everything else is wildly underrated. Oh, right? Like okay, he's, right, he's, he's right. become uh, hes essentially thought of as a one-hit wonder, but he's Which not is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. right. Right. Uh, those albums were pretty solid. I mean, like My Posse Is on Broadway. I big fan of that track, and um, you know, um, he's funny. He, he's yeah. a funny rapper. You know, who doesn't know his white friend Larry?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like real estate investor makes <laughs> right. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> responsible for gentrification in Seattle That's, 40 was telling you not 40 uh Sir Mix-a-Lot the 40 of Seattle
1: yeah it's funny he has one of those like uh like Fred Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble rap names okay like, uh, Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot is like, that right. part of it that though got, that got is caught that part up of in the kind of yeah like, it, people it, are like doing this with their hand and right. making scratching hands. sounds and stuff. Okay. Like, well, okay. I
2: mean, he comes off so novelty, even down to his name. You can't be a Sir Blank a lot of anything and be taken seriously.
1: Right. Yeah. He, yeah. he just, like, he that was the grand opening, grand closing for that totally. name construction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I love the album cuts. I love the production on his albums. You know, it just sucks that dude had the most novelty song of all time. You yeah. know, and everything else. And,
1: kind of, of course, play. it's the hugest thing in the world. Like Totally. Still talking well, about it to this day. You cannot talk about him without talking about that.
0: But, but I will say this. Pre-Lizzo, pre-any kind of body positivity, anything. Uh, Baby Got Back. Kind of maybe overrated and cheesy as a song. But as a as a cultural seed. Nobody is spelling thick with three C's if it wasn't for <laughs> Baby Got Back. Like, as very far very as, positive. yeah, in his own way. Like, women, I know that's, that's terribly objectifying in some ways of that song. But um, this whole conversation about different types of body types and this whole idea of, like, um, hip-hop not being built around a skinny white woman was codified in Baby Got Back. Like, he, he gave name like, very, very early. early. yeah, Super mm-hmm. early. Um, so uh, anacondas and Hondas, uh, <laughs> Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Uh, <laughs> so we're all going underrated on that.
1: Yeah, okay, I, I do think he's quite underrated. I actually want to go back and listen to some stuff. He had an interesting career too because he was like independent dude, and that's what I love so much about the West Coast is like you have to like when you t- talk about Too Short, you have to talk about the '75 right. Girls oh, Era, right. the yeah. era right, and the Drive Era. Like pretty different. Like that's basically a different guy. You right. know what I mean, like right. the core tenets are the same, but it's a it's a totally different sound, and sort of mix a lot the the deaf American era or whatever it's like right. it's it's just it's it's not as raw and it's not as like eight o eighty but that doesn't mean it's not raw or eight o eighty you know what At I mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: no swass his first record um is Classic. is really really that sounds fun
1: so good, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. it's got my hoopties on it uh, right he, right he mentions right. he mentions San Jose which as a as a youngster. Uh, really made a big difference in my yep. life. Uh, Collect felt,
1: those little references.
0: Felt seen. W- one day we're going to do a mini segment about all five of the major San Jose references. <laughs> um, we're going to pice through them because I looked at San Jose's music wik- Wikipedia page the other day.
1: Oof. Oof. What'd you do with the other 23 hours and uh, 58 <laughs> minutes of the day? <laughs> it, it cried into my hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was pretty tough. Uh, So we'll We'll dive into that on a, on a future episode of Dad, Bod, Rap Pod. But on this hot-ass summer edition of the pod, we have uh, another dope guest lined up for you guys. A person who I kind of can't believe has not been on the program uh, thus far, that we're this far into uh, our run here. We haven't talked to, um, that would be Tajay from Souls of Mischief. Uh, we look forward to chopping it up with him on the other side of the break, Dad, Bod, Rap Pod. Dad bod rap pod back once again, another dope interview um, in our eternal mission to get every member of hieroglyphics on the show. Uh, we are very pleased and privileged to have on the line Tajay from the Mighty Souls of Mischief. How's it going, man?
3: Peace, man. Chilling, chilling.
0: Yeah. You you in AC right now or, or what's the situation? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. We're coming back from uh, Joshua Tree, so I'm, I'm chilling. Okay. It's so, a, okay. a lot cooler out there, though, than, than where I am now. Man, oh. yeah, it's it's
0: it's wild out here. Uh, still not hot enough to burn off the rona. Don't believe it. Um, <laughs> so, so we are obviously huge fans of 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 your work, of the work of Hieroglyphics. Um, can you give us just a kind of the start? Can you just give us a little bit of insight? as like, when did you first connect with the 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 crew? Like, when did you first start interacting with the MCs that would eventually become social mischief and, and hieroglyphics as a as a collective.
3: Oh man, I, I've been uh, I, I think I had kindergarten with A Plus and Casual. Oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. So, yeah. So around them, we all me Casual A and uh, They all went to Howard Elementary School. Wow. So yeah, we've been homies since then. And um, as far as rapping, I started rapping with A Plus in 1983. So, okay. since 83 is when, when we started, there were uh, a lot of names, uh, the Syndicate, Rhythm and Excellence, a bunch, bunch of names. And uh, When Dell kind of got bigger, he was called T.E.K. Plus 30, and we were like the plus 30. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff. So, you know, casual has been casual a long time. I think he was okay. like Jammin' J or something like that, you know, a <laughs> long time ago. But then he soon became casual. He's been that a long time. Um and so yeah, about since eighty three I've been rapping with A+. Plus, and then we started sort of forming a crew after uh ooh Iro, probably uh tenth grade or something like that. But I mean we're all friends prior to that.
2: Right on, right on. Um, you know, can if you don't mind breaking breaking down just a little bit about of the history of around the time you guys um, started Hyro Imperium and ju- and just went independent. Um, what were some of the factors that led to that? And kind of what what did you guys learn about you know starting an indie record label?
3: Oh yeah, well we were on Elektra, Souls of Mischief, and Casual, and Extra Prolific was in the crew at the time. And um, Dale, well we were on Jive, and Dell was on Elektra. Right. <laughs> and uh. We got dropped all around the same time, around 94. Um, I guess rap was kind of changing, you know. Uh, I think the idea that uh, you could really make some pop money through rap became something that the labels were looking for. Mm. I mean, we weren't also the most compliant uh, group. So we got dropped, and um, then instead of going back to labels, because labels wanted to pick us up, Domino was like, well, let's make a record. And so we started recording the high row, uh, where it eventually became Third Eye Vision. Okay. And then once we had the record, we were just like, let's go, let's go Indian. So we found a distributor, our first distributor. Um, man, I wish I remember these names. These dudes were crooks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we made a lot of money with them, but they stole a lot of money too. I think they probably still owe us like 80 stacks or something like that. Wow. Wow. Uh, Whoa. Brown level or something like that. They, they were crooks in general. Like They had a, a dummy business that they were siphoning money to and all kinds of stuff. Wow. So I said, we learned that you can't just sign with a non-reputable distributor. Mm, sign with right. somebody who really gets down. And then after a while, once we moved from there, we started uh, getting distributed by Universal. So uh, I mm. guess what we learned at the time is, hey, the, the label takes a lion's share of, of your money and when we came out, being indie was a, good, a really cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're making hand over fist money uh, probably at least 10 times what we wow. would have made on the major label. Plus, uh, we just had a lot more creative control and mm. ability to sort of decide on how we wanted to be perceived and what we wanted to back. And I mean, we've been indie ever since. So, I mean, yeah. basically, Dale was probably signed in 91. So from 91 to 94, we were on major labels. From 2004 to 2020, we've been on I mean, no, 94. No, not 94, maybe 96 Mm -hmm. to 2020, uh, we've been indie. So 24 years, indie three years on the label, I guess, (laughs) obviously is is the smarter choice.
2: Dope, dope.
1: Do you find yourself still inspired to rap? Like, do you, do you think in rap verses? do you have a notebook? Like, do you do you consider yourself to be an everyday rapper or is running the label and living your life and, be, you know, being a family man, like part of a bigger part of your life now?
3: Oh, uh, man, you can ask my family. Like, anything that rhymes, I'll be rhyming. So <laughs> oh, okay. you know, all of us are probably more rappers than anything, you know, I mean, even, you know, I'm, I'm an architectural designer, so I design buildings every day, but it's beats playing while I design the building. So, right. you know, I mean, and during the road, I, I'm using the same computer as my studio, so I definitely take breaks and record songs. So, But yeah, I mean, running the label was a huge part. You had to find a balance, strike a balance. So I said it does detract or has been allowed to detract, but as we progress and as technology changes and makes things easier. I mean, even something like a rhyme folder, like, I think I lost my last rhyme folder in January. And so now I'm all digital, like, just back wraps wraps up, you know? Same way you're back oh, wrap. Okay. And, you back know, up So I, I write on my phone. Uh, I, they look fresher when you write on the paper, but I mean, I, like, I just did a song with Nappy Nina, and she recorded mm. her verse. And I had my rhyme written in with Scratch, too. And I can't find it because I lost it at a Home Depot. You know, I lost my life. So I'm, like, I'm, done. Oh, no. I'm done with rap folders. You know, I used to get ball skins and all, you know, like cool, Yeah. nice folders. I'm done. So I probably lost as many good raps as I have recorded. Damn. <laughs> Somebody at
0: Home Depot got all bars good. right now, though. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't
3: know. Probably
2: sound like still the Shocker trying to say it though, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, man, that's great. Tajay, I mean, um, since I have your ear, uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about 93 To Infinity, the track. And could you just humor us? And what, what, what do you remember most about the making of that song from your perspective, uh, the time and the music itself?
3: Oh, I mean, we were in the studio. It was the last song I think we made for the 93 To Infinity album. Oh, wow! A plus was playing the record, and um, I think he said, "Yeah, keep this beat I just made," and then he played it to us. We we're like, "Oh, that's dope! That's going on there." And he was like, "Oh, I already, I already promised." The pep. So we had to call it override, you know, a, well, whatever you would call that in government terms. And
1: Veto. I mean, we, we recorded
3: it. Yeah, exactly. We kind of vetoed it. I mean, he was gracious enough. He was gracious enough to be like, "That's cool," you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we recorded it. And it ends up being the title track and the favorite track of the label. I mean, I guess the favorite track of everybody for a while. So <laughs> it's, it, it definitely was like a fluke that it came together like that. But I mean, when we recorded, we knew it. We was like, "Oh, this is gonna be big," you know? But, oh, okay. So you know, it was a in our, it was in our a 15 year old brain. Though we assume big meant like, you know, like big. more <laughs> like underground hip hop big. I mean, right. now twenty, You know, 27 years later, yeah, that song is bigger than probably most rap songs. You know, as far as like remakes, uh, identifiability, uh, international appeal, reuse and all that. I'm not going to say it's bigger than like Can't Touch This or anything like that with regard to sales, but just like that track, I think connects so many people and I don't think that many have sort of a visceral, I hate this song. Reaction that they would have <laughs> to a lot of songs that are a lot bigger. Right. So that, yeah, I mean, but we knew we knew it would, it would be big when we made it. It's not like we were like, oh wow. I mean, we didn't know that you know, thirty years later we'd still be having viable careers, whereas like the label we're on doesn't even exist anymore. But- <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I will um, say it's it occupies an interesting space where the real heads claim it and normal people still know about it. And it's just it's it's so easily identifiable with the time and the place. And I think it it uh, it encapsulates what was great about Bay Area music and underground hip hop at the time in a non corny way, which is, is it's just a really hard needle to thread.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an outlier in that respect. I think the only other song that really occupies a similar space is probably uh, They Reminisce Over You okay mm. you know, yeah. yeah just as Classic. far as when the beat comes on and you know if it, it, it did well but it didn't do so well that people hate it And like i right. said underground heads and mainstream heads both kind of like yeah that was my jam you know
2: <laughs> tajay um i i follow you on twitter's i i see you on there all the time and Bro, uh, <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> but, um you that's know I, I...
3: Talking. that's not really me. <laughs>
2: uh, intern here yeah. um but, I, you know, it seems like you, you still very much follow and um, keep, you still keep up with, like, the new music that's coming out. I think you, you tweeted about 38 Spesh uh, a while back, and I'm like, that's the dude right now. Like, I love his stuff. Um, just to that point, what, what else are you listening to, like, of, of new guys?
3: Ooh, new guys, yeah. It'll be probably, ooh. Like, I like 38 Special and Benny and, and Conway and all of them. Yep. Uh, I like Nappy Nina. Yeah. Uh ooh, I should be able to rattle this off. That that new B rock in Camp Low, man, oh. that's the best record out right now. Though. Oh really? Breakfast okay. part two. Yeah, eighty blocks from Tiffany's. Yeah, blocks from Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eighty blocks here. Yeah, record. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, eighty blocks. Too. Yeah, that, that record is incredible though. Um who else? Uh oh, there's a guy, Jamal Gasol. Okay. From yep, Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. There's a dude, I uh, mean, oh, he's from Niagara Falls, I think, actually. I don't know if that's, you know, my, my geography is nothing good. Um, I
1: never thought we'd get to a point where rappers was, were from dot Niagara demo, Falls.
3: Dot demo. Yeah, I mean, that's dope, though, you know, like, you know, I'm glad that with, with all the special, and all of them, at least New York is, you know, at least the state is holding it down, you know?
1: It's, yeah, absolutely.
3: When, when things are amiss in, in the Mecca, that means the entire, you know, if the brain has a problem, the body has a problem. Mm. I mean, that we've seen these issues arise, you know, worldwide. I mean, if, if the Mecca's not straight, the entire UMA is not straight, you know? So right. it's the school that at least somewhere near the Mecca, it's, 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 it, there's like some healing going on. Absolutely. But, uh, who else? Uh, Dot Demo, uh, Last arful Dodger. Uh, she's hella all, dude. Uh, ooh. It's a lot of stuff. That's, oh, there's so much stuff. and I, I should be <laughs> yeah.
1: that. it's a Pretty pretty solid
3: list. I got to say like that Dot demo is the only is one on I didn't and know. Yeah, Dot demo is dope. I think Bronx or uh, Uptown. It might be way uptown. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, there's this dude named Awake, A-W-A-T-E. Uh, he's out of the U.K. Ah, it's just, there's a lot of stuff. It's hard to kind of keep up because there's so much my stuff, stuff, Yeah. you know, but I just try to listen to everything and stay sharp. You know, uh, keep my two-step, try to stay ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the people who fall off are no longer fans of the music or they Mm -hmm. take a break. And so I think we've got Mm -hmm. either, And as a result, we've been able to stay, like, with good knees out here and not, you know, (laughs) not not, not, not stiff. But I think it's really important to listen to new hip-hop. I think the people who don't fall off. Like, they're mm. so caught up in, in their thing. Unless you're like the savant, you know, where it's just like you do what you do and you probably don't listen to any rap at all except yourself. For the right. most part, <laughs> you got to listen to the young rappers to see where they're going. I mean, even the weak fools too and the popular mainstream dudes, just to see what not to do too. Like, I don't like these <laughs> same word combinations too. So a lot of that, like, you know, you want to ride Niagara Falls or something and somebody else has done it. Right. You know, it's like, it, it's, you should have known that you know
0: right right, right. thank you for answering that that's perfect man that's 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 dope you mentioned uh working with nappy nina which is which is great she's a, a great new voice all right what's what's up next for you like what are what is kind of in the in the pipe for tajay i just
3: finished nah i'm lying i got like two songs left <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost done now.
0: Okay.
3: Um, a record, me and Arch- the Architect. Uh, okay, we, mm-hmm. we got a record called Black Tech, and then um, I'm making like some hip house and new jack swing stuff with, with uh, Breakbeat Lou, who is Soul's Mr DJ, uh, with Architect. And, um, okay, I'm, he DJs as well as Architect with us. The record is with okay. Breakbeat Lou. Mm-hmm. Then um, I guess that's really it, man. I want to get a new higher record done. But really just finishing this Black Tech record. And then I got something called Black Hoodie Chronicles. That's like part two. That's from the Rap Noir okay. um, franchise. So Rap Noir is more, you know, Hitchcock-esque, kind of gritty, Sin City type stuff. And then uh, me and the architect, the Black Tech thing, I think what I wanted to do was make the record that I wanted to make when I was 16. Like, um kind of like a pitch record, like a chill-out G It's uh, like 45 King, you know, okay. real... Um, Koofy rap, you know what I'm saying? No, okay. like, <laughs> the era where you kind of had to be semi conscious, but still street, but you kind of had to have like banging grooves like King Sun. Mm. <laughs>
0: wow, King Sun.
3: <laughs> so, Rob G., like Kim Shebang, you know, Orange Professor.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, Yo, man.
3: I'm, I, I, I'm really happy with it. I'm I sneaking off to play it. If I'm in the bathroom, I'll play it. <laughs> but I, I, to, I don't listen to my records once they come out kind of so i have to replay them while i'm making them okay. so that i can make sure that they're authentic to, to my original vision oh that's dope i i
0: actually never heard someone say that before well dope. we tajay we we really appreciate you coming on the program uh sharing your time with us we're huge fans and we just looking forward to everything coming up for you man appreciate it
3: oh man thank you for having me on I hope that y'all are safe, and I see that you're in three different places, unless you're in three corners of the same room. <laughs> I see that, you know, I wish I would have bought some Zoom stock before this all went down. Man, so, <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all even having interest. Whenever, man, just reach out. Y'all have my number. If you need a uh, the expert opinion. <laughs> oh,
2: dope. All right. Thanks, I appreciate you, man.
3: Whatever, if you got to call it on Rap Lifeline or whatever.
0: <laughs> that's dope All
2: thank, right. you so thank you much. Man. thank you man peace
0: be well peace oh, that's funny um.
1: Do you like unique, experimental, and otherwise weird rap music? And do you like helping to make the world a less horrific place? Well then you'll love
3: the new Weird Rap Records compilation album, Interdependence. Featuring exclusive tracks from Clipping, Cool Keith,
1: Mike Ladd, Ram LZ, Daywall One, Beans, Mestizo, and many more. With all profits going to Mutual Aid Disaster Relief, a collectively operated volunteer network providing aid to victims of natural disasters, now including the COVID-19 pandemic. Check it out
0: at WeirdRap.com. Dr. What? what? Lay courtesy cuts. Word like scrap metal. Push to the pedal. Super extraordinary. Scientific reason my th- All right, Dad Bod, Rap Pod, we are back. That was our interview with Tajay from Souls of Mischief. Um, Super cool for him to kind of make time. He was on his way back from Joshua Tree.
1: That's Um, so cool. Uh, uh, I I think it's possible, and I thought this when we were talking about what we're about to talk about now. He's the smartest rapper. (laughs) He's like, his verses are always brilliant and full of all this interesting information and illusion. He's an architect. Right. He runs his own record label. He went to Stanford. Right. right. Like, he's, like, goes to Joshua Tree. So, he's yeah. pretty fucking yeah.
0: smart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Totally.
1: Since
0: 93, no. I mean. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean. <laughs> well since 83 if uh right if you know, his I know that was so cool i yeah, wish yeah. we could
1: have dug into that more it's just the sonics in the car were a little rough but yeah um super cool of him to come through i would love to like do a more structured thing at some point he's 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 an awesome guy
0: and also like i like that he's still a fan of the culture his comment about um 100%. staying staying current and not letting your knees get stiff i think is is a is great advice uh for rappers of a particular age so it's dope to see um to see that still going yeah um yeah, i mean uh, you, i mean even if their songs have changed i mean they
2: are still ageless you know what i mean they, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they're just still ferocious on the mic i mean yeah, that that project they did with adrian young a few years ago it was souls of mischief they're yep. always going to be souls of mischief you know yep
0: yep and to to a large degree, uh, still have it, and which is not the case for uh, a lot of rappers we We talked about this on the show of rappers who kind of can't uh fill their old shoes anymore and I, I think I think that's certainly the case. I haven't heard Dell in a while, but i I kind of feel like Dell's another one of those guys where if you just wake him up in the morning, he could give you forty eight brilliant bars. You know what I mean <laughs> like on point. Uh, I think
1: it's interesting what he was saying though about staying current and he he probably knows a lot more rappers and their listening habits than we do and he seemed to be implying that like he, people fall out of love with hip-hop and that's when they fall off yeah mm-hmm. not, not implying like saying yeah right yes. there's there, there there some will. people you could think nice. of yeah I, I <laughs> wanted to do that to him and I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was yeah, so that's when they
0: lost <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I think that's 100% correct because I feel like um, we see this with rappers who kind of the more disillusioned um, cats are the ones who usually don't have it anymore. And I think if you stay a fan of the culture, it was great to hear him verbalize it. Maybe something totally. I thought. But for a person of his, his pedigree and stature to state that I thought was dope. It's kind of like, yeah. kinda
1: like why, why are you making rap if you don't like rap? right
0: you know what right. i mean i think totally. some people
1: just get stuck in it and feel like they have to do it or they make a make an album because that's the, you know their job right right and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you just like you, you don't hear any Oof. it's not even hunger because yeah. well, he's like well past the hunger part it's like totally. you don't hear any interest right right right, right. it's right. like it's
0: it's love it's love of the game right it's it's kind of like if if you're still in love with rap um to Q, when q-tip in the beats rhymes and life documentary talks about like we're not athletes like we could just do this forever like there's no <laughs> right. you know what i mean there's no yeah. date of expiration I, I saw roy Ayers a couple years ago he was fucking 77 like yeah you know still doing it you know yeah what I mean? killing so, it yeah well so,
2: if you're inspired then it will translate to the yeah. audience you know what yeah. i mean obviously so
0: absolutely and we we stay inspired on this program to talk shit about rap music um oh. It's interesting because Tajay being kind of a my age cohort, being able to say we did a record that came out 27 years ago. That's and it's me. like and it's still and it still goes. I'm kind of like I didn't get this this end, but I'm like, it's still is there a high road day without 93 till? Is that's it the, a, the culmination of it? It's right? no that's, that's
2: yeah.
1: always the peak of everything. Yeah, and they um,
2: they end they usually ended with that song. Oh, and really? They, you okay. know, yeah. Okay. I wanted that, to ask
1: that. him if he felt like trapped by it, but by the way he was answering, I could tell he didn't. Right, it, yeah, but right. It, it, not that the thought has never crossed his mind.
0: Right.
2: I mean, he, he's, he's an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. That's just one of his successes. You
0: sure. know what I mean? He so, he, I, he let out a huge yawn before he started talking about it. <laughs> he did. That he's that like, really all funny. the 93 <laughs> till questions. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. I had to do it. <laughs> I couldn't
1: resist. No, yeah. you, you, when you. You have to. You have yeah, to. It's absolutely. like you're not gonna have Sir Mix-a-Lot on and not ask about baby got back. <laughs> <laughs> and not rap every verse to him.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: pretty much. So what did you uh, do? The side bends or the sit-ups? So what are
2: we talking about
0: here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we I don't take think side
1: bends is a real. Uh, that sounds like a very old school no. exercise. That's not a real thing anymore. He's is talking it?
0: about Jane Fonda. So right, some shit on those tapes. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we'll go back and do the math. If you have information on side bends from workout tapes, hit us up at Dad Bod Rap Pod <laughs> on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod on IG. If you're doing side bends and you want to do uh, some uh, some pictures of it, I, I want to call this out here. I know this is not Dad Bod Dance Hall Pod, but <laughs> but, but as a kind of a, a skinny-ish dude with a big ass belly, like this weekend's battle between Bounty Killer and Beanie Man, <laughs> really spoke to me in a, in a real intentional way. Um, number one, amazing. This is like the first one that I actually like kind of watched while it was nice. happening. Um, and it's a reminder, number one, that the great dancehall kings have more energy than all the rappers put together, um, combined. <laughs> it's like everybody's bust of rhymes. Everybody, totally. but like Buster <laughs> Rhymes is like the starting point, right? Bounty Killer gets going, and you're just like, I am about to go to straight to hell right now. This is <laughs> this is amazing and frightening. Uh, but Beanie Man's extra medium T-shirt with his belly protruding from it—it's uh, already been gifted, memed. It's great, uh, great cultural moment. Were they together? Yeah, it was in one thing. They don't social distance in Jamaica. No, <laughs> 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 sorry. Oh, sorry, that was my. That's the best. Oh, the best I can do, guys.
3: I'm sorry. no mask <laughs> rhythm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so they were in the same spot, which made the audio better and their interaction, although not CDC approved, right. uh, was... They're bros, though,
1: right? Like yes, like frenemies.
0: Yes. Uh, it seemed like they're really cool. And if you've seen, I've seen other videos where the dance hall kind of legends will do that kind of like screaming trade-off thing that they were doing like that's a thing like that's their cypher like oh i'm gonna cut you off and then push you right so sound clash right yeah sound Mm -hmm. clash we're all singing the songs together like the ones we know and so great energy there great moments in dad bod history um body killers I, i did not
1: watch i like i like like 13 dance hall songs i'm sure i would have been lost after like the first round
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no no i i have no clue what was going on but <laughs> um dude i have it apollo dj apollo of uh, the the scratch pickles yeah as the the pin ultimate dance hall mix yes. uh you should check I, it out i'm the
1: same i'm the, yeah. that's my, for me that's all the dance hall i'll ever need and Grand if it's not Frank on there i in. don't know it <laughs> but if right. it's on there i know every word
0: right right yeah. yeah, so uh, shout out to, to Dancehall Kings. Tonight, though, is one that is a battle that's near and dear to Nate's heart. It is 112 <laughs> versus Jagged Edge. Who you got, who you got, and I, yeah. I think I, I actually like
1: a 112 song, so I'm going to go 112. Same,
2: same. It's the one, it's the track with uh,
0: Biggie on it, right? Yeah. 112, so Where the Players 90? Dwell?
1: Yes, that Which, is, what song that is, is the room. I, I don't know the name of the song. It was like how little I paid attention to uh, to R&B at this point. Um, it's their main song. What is that Jag- song called? Is Jagged Edge no diggity?
0: No, that's Blackstreet.
1: No, that's Blackstreet. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. We I, never gone- like I
1: don't turn the radio, but I don't know any of the guys' names. Like, I just did not pay attention to stuff like that. Like, when that stuff was happening, I was so hip-hop. Like, I, did, I just didn't follow it. It's like <laughs> they play it at the school dance, and that's where I would get my fill of r and b and then like just yeah i don't I don't know anything about them, really,
0: okay, so Nate has is taken the vegas pick one twelve and the points the uh, yeah. <laughs> tonight's versus battle uh, uh,
1: they just put uncut gems on uh Netflix, Netflix. have you yes. guys watched it? yes, all right.
0: Just loved it loved
1: it a, now that it's on netflix everyone can watch it i was gonna do the give me give me 112 when the tip off and uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, man. but i don't know enough about the references to make the
0: joke work. i've Uncut gems is one of the pen ultimate fucking degenerate gambler movies perhaps I, perhaps
1: and say i don't think you're using that word right
0: me. penultimate pen means the one the before the last to the last the best degenerate Gabler movie is Cassette. <laughs> so, so you are ultimate, using right?
1: it right. You used it before, too, though, and you were saying that something else was the penultimate, and I was like, I don't think he's using it right. But you, yeah. you're right. You're right. The, Dad the the bod word
0: Pod. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Penultimate Thank you. fighting? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the second best fighting you can watch.
0: <laughs> first best fighting is on this program for right me, here any right fight now. i got
1: in would be my last so there would never be a penultimate
0: oh, man. <laughs> that's what friends are for folks correcting your grammar uh, oh you were or, right
1: you were right i pars- seem like a dick and for a good reason
0: yeah but he'll right, edit I, I he'll edit kinda... it to make a <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Ouch. it's hot folks we're doing our best all right yes. so uh this week we are back to our segment uh, yeah, now nah, meh. Where we take an album suggested by one of the bros and we listen to it and we render our verdict. The last two weeks, we talked about Mozzie's uh, bruh, bulletproof something or other. You can, you can obviously <laughs> that was, see that was your picture, yeah we, yeah. we loved it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last, last week, it was uh, Loji. Correct? Lo and behold. behold. Lo and behold. This week, Dave Ma, what did we listen to? And give us your verdict.
2: Uh, This week, our pick is Focus, which is uh, Souls of Mischief's third album which I believe was, um, it wasn't released digitally forever. It was their first um, release when they started Hyro uh, Imperium. Imperium yeah. And so, um, you know, for a while, you could only get it on like weird limited wax and, and or cassettes. So I found, I actually found the cassette the other day randomly. So I was like, fuck okay, it. We'll, we'll just listen to it and, and do it. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, as a homework assignment, I was like, I didn't really want to dive into Brother Lynch. You know what I mean? Like, it's the souls album you yeah, know? yeah yeah
1: it, it, but we did not plan this to we happen yes. this way like we we reviewed focus before we Taj knew tajay was on. coming right yes. yeah yes. right yeah.
2: so having said that i'm gonna gonna give it a yeah minus. <laughs> gonna,
0: yeah minus i like how i do a rating given the circumstances and, and, given and the, and the circumstances invent their own ratings but go ahead go ahead you <laughs> have three
2: choices but go ahead I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a sunny listen, but it's, uh, I, the, the, I think it's, it's more memorable than their second album, which is completely forgettable, and some of the songs, which is completely, almost like offensively bad, but, okay. I mean, having, having said that, I mean, um, Focus, I still like, I still like, I like the production on it, um, it's just a little bit too wordy, I feel like there's, um, there's segments where it's like, how long was that hook? <laughs> that was like a 16-bar hook yeah. of just them saying the same four things. So things like that bothered me about it. I like how they had, like, these little, little individual sections. Um, Opio always sounds pretty good. He had some fire verses on there. And Tajay is, you know, I made, I made this um, comparison before, how, like, Red Man is always Red Man. He'll always yeah. be Red Man. Yeah. And Souls of Mischief sounds that way. And specifically yeah. Tajay and Opio to me. So, okay. okay. It was nice to revisit, but, uh, you know, I, I can kind of see where this is going. So Dave Ma, for the record, gave it he
0: gave it a yeah, but like a lukewarm one. Uh, Nate, sometimes you have fiery takes and opinions. What did you think? I,
1: I did not particularly enjoy listening to this. I had heard it when it came out, and I saw them live a ton at this time. Um, and when I'm looking at um, the the Discogs page for it, it looks like a bootleg. Record. like it's like there, it's like the no, it's like it looks like they bootlegged themselves, which in a way they kind of did by starting Genius. their own their own label. Genius. Um, I will say the the highlight for me is that they frame the whole album around these Ken Nordine vocal samples. I love Ken Nordine and like the idea of word jazz. So like all those weird slow gloopy right. Right. Um, interludes or you know Ken Nordine samples. So that that like rings my record collecting bell. Um And I really like Tajay's basically solo track pay dues that starts mm-hmm. this off. I was like, damn, yeah. this is fire. Like totally. Yeah, totally. these verses are so good. They're just jam packed with information. Like, is this how this is going to be? Know, and then I it's kind of not like, right. Right. um, it hmm. sounds like similar to the beats rhymes in life, uh, style album where it's like they they are still good at making music but they're getting a little sick of each other so they're in their separate corners Corners doing
0: it and so <laughs> it's
1: like it's more like solo songs from each of the guys than it is like a group album at times oh. and it's just not as fun for me like the the mm-hmm. one of the great things about the great work of souls of mischief is how they play off of Interplay, each other it's 100%. not quite like a beastie boys cut up method kind of thing it's just like they they riff on each other's things and that mm-hmm. requires a lot of communication and a lot of like time spent and this just doesn't have that it's lacking that and i also found the beats to be somewhat one note like one mm-hmm. idea it's like mm-hmm. here's the beat click now it's going for until the song's <laughs> over like there's no switch ups there's no chops like it's just right, like right. there's just not a lot going on um and i have to say at the end when casual comes in he is so welcome he's just oh. so swaggy dude like it's just like his like i i was having i listened to this while i was riding my bike around my neighborhood yesterday because there's like no cars and it's awesome time to ride bikes so i was having a good time it was a lovely day and i wanted to like it a lot and i liked the shift the sands track and i like the casual track and i like the tajay solo track pay dues but overall i would have to give it a meh
0: gonna go meh okay okay um i'm glad you mentioned the this whole idea of of them doing these solo tracks on it because the track listing will say souls of mischief featuring opio that's how it's
1: right, uh right on the, like when they uploaded it to streaming yeah. they definitely yeah. noted whose song it is whose songs they interesting. are interesting yeah. yeah
0: that was like oh that's that's kind of interesting i me
1: featuring the, me
0: <laughs> i actually <laughs> have the tape
2: and um they do that on the cassette too oh there you go so so that was intentional
0: from consistent. the start yeah, yeah okay okay um yeah i i uh vaguely remember this record i think because it was kind of hard to get after a while and and for me you know my soldier mischief fandom probably had crested a little bit i i didn't listen to this record a lot so it was cool to like okay this is what they were on in 98 and i kind of That's what I went into it with. It's kind of like, okay, 1998, this is what Soulja Mischief are on. They're like three years removed from their, you know, their biggest hit and the record we all know and love them for. Uh, And like Nate, I really like Paid Dues. Where the record kind of slows down for me, and again, I'll echo Nate here, is the production. Um, It seems kind of caught in between trying to do something that sounds kind of Bay Area, like slightly mobby, but also incorporating samples in a particular way, and I don't think it did a great job of either of those. The couple of tracks where it's like more of a straightforward kind of here's the sample loop and kind of have i want to even just say more a east coasty feel felt better to me um They obviously can all wrap their asses off like there's no there's no sign of a drop off um It's one of those records where I go, this is probably why they have executive producers and people to come in and say, yes, this track. No, not that track. It right. feels like it feels like they did some songs, put the songs together, put the songs out. It doesn't kind of have an album feel. So I'm going to go with a meh. But it is making me want to go and listen to uh, Soul's second album, which Dave just trashed here. Um, which very well could not be good. That was their last jive record right before uh, they got dropped. And um, and I'm trying to, my foggy memory, I'm trying to remember how I felt about that record. So, meh on this, but it may make me go back and, and check out the second one. Ah
1: this like leads me to like something that I've been wanting to talk about. And I can't, I think I've alluded to this, but I haven't really said it yet on the show. Like, I think I always wanted to be seen as someone who had like refined taste. So there's like a ton of things I just never listened to. I was like, basically like, let's say, let's go with Tribe's second album. No man's land. I'm looking at the, I, I know I've heard rocket like that. Cause it's the single and had the 12 inch. You,
3: you
0: mean souls.
1: Souls. Yes. Thank you guys. And I'm like, I don't think I ever listened to this because I think I looked at the cover and I was like, this is no 93 till infinity. (laughs) And I just didn't listen to it. And I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm right. Um, and I can listen to it now with, with new ears, but it's like, it's, it's like I, I saved all this stuff for myself. Like I, I was like, I don't have time for that. I'm keeping up with what's new. This doesn't look that good. It's not going to be as good as their best work. And like, it's kind of a weird privileged position to be like, I only listen to the finest souls of mischiefs. You know what I mean? It's like, again, to talk about Dave Chappelle, he's like, when he's Diddy, he's like only the finest Cambodian breast milks. (laughs) It's like, there's probably some very delicious Cambodian breast milks. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I had, I just didn't really give it my time because I wanted to be this discerning rap fan who knew the best shit. But, yeah. like, to get to really know the best shit, you have to listen to everything. Right. And I, I, right. I just didn't for a time. Like, you, you I would have had to buy this for $17. Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, $17 was, yeah. like, totally. a lot of money. Yeah, and, and like, have part. a CD that, like, you know, I was never the biggest CD guy. So yeah. it's just, I, it's it's weird revisiting the past through the current lens because there's huge gaps in my knowledge. But I don't feel like I missed that much because I trust my old sense of discernment
0: and, and also you have yeah no nobody's rushing and going have you heard no man's land you know it's not it's right. not as if there was some revivalist thing behind it to make you go because that happens sometimes too totally I think. totally you know others will be like we slept on this but i feel like souls of mischief um, and hiro in general their business model and their approach to how they sold the music for a time was a bigger deal than the music itself you know what i mean like there are the way they did it mattered more than what they did um if you see them live they're they're dope they're super dope live i mean i think mm-hmm. road across the board but i i want to check out no man's land because i love to go and i didn't get to ask tajay this and be like i wonder what label pressures made y'all record this or who are you fighting with who'd you have to fight with to get this song on the album and like just trying to go back into that. They had mm-hmm, come off of, mm-hmm. of having, you know, an underground hit, so to speak, and having to go back in the studio and make another major label album. Um, right. And then for Jive to be like, we don't care at all. Like, this is mm-hmm. completely, you know, so I want to go back for that, that kind of sense of it. But uh, to Nate's point, I maybe ran that one time you know, one or two times. I, I, I definitely didn't listen to it too tough. I was a much bigger fan of the ro album releases. Mm. That's what kind of brought me back into the fold of like. Totally.
1: Yeah. It was a big music. deal. And to hear Tajay tell it, it was a really smart decision for them to do that. And they kind of like, they inspired the initial wave of underground hip hop. And then they cashed in on the yeah. like, hop, Which like, I'm so happy to hear. Mm-hmm. yes
0: mm-hmm. yes uh one of the very great few people played it
1: that well like most of the people we've talked to like um kind of like your your gifted gabs and your our gift of gabs and your uh your other underground kind of guys that we were really into they they caught that wave and just pressed up some 12 inches and became a part of it right then they didn't have the precursor right stuff that was known right um, they were probably right. rhyming at school or whatever but they weren't like professional rappers previously mm-hmm. they came into the game during the underground movement so it's it's interesting to have the perspective of both
0: yeah 100 percent. and i feel like um also another question i didn't get to ask because my guy was in the car but uh their place hieroglyphics place in bay area music lore you know um mm-hmm. there's okay. no other crew that has a day that has a municipal right day although i had a friend who worked who went to work for the city of vallejo and I swear to God, I took her out to coffee and I lobbied for an Earl Stevens Boulevard in, <laughs> nice. in Vallejo. Nice. And she was like, okay, Damone, you're kind of freaking me out right now. Yeah. But, I uh, think
1: that'll happen someday. I think, like, it should.
2: Yeah.
0: Totally. Totally. I'm surprised it hasn't. Why not? Um,
1: anyway. Uh, though I'm against naming things again for people who are still alive.
0: Okay. Okay. Just, we have
1: this in my day job, we have the discussion about naming things quite a bit. And I'm like, it's just, there's a lot of people whose past is already the past okay. that we could name something after. Kind of sure. for like Me Too-ish reasons. Like, sure. I just don't think we should be naming anything after anyone who's still alive. Like, they still have time to ruin it.
0: Oh, oh, I see where you're mm. going with that. I see what you, you know going what with I that. mean? Yeah. Like, so, we don't know these people. Yeah. Doja Cat Boulevard would be <laughs> exactly right now. Exactly. Yeah. Right
1: <laughs> after the <laughs> Bitch I'm a Cow video, we would have <laughs> yeah. thought that was a good idea. Now <laughs> yeah. we know we would have had to be changing all the road signs.
2: Oh man! Yeah, I, I I believe in giving you your flowers, though. I mean, it, you could have given Muhammad Ali a Boulevard before he passed. No big deal.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. He's a pretty good person, and that's a good example that counteracts kind of what I'm saying. But but yeah. I totally
2: hear what you're saying. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I'm if, certainly if, not
1: gonna posit Ra- that he would not be deserving. Totally,
2: of it. totally. But or you know, if I don't know if if Rakim got something special, I, I'd be fine with that.
0: Yeah, Rakim Boulevard, Mike Thane Boulevard.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. No. Um, Nate's I don't know. No
2: Boulevard. Okay. Okay.
0: This is, <laughs> Nate this is, is against Rakim Boulevard. This, this is At dad bod rat pod. This is gossipy,
1: <laughs> but Rakim's recent public appearances have made it seem like he had a very hard time for a period of time.
0: Look, I'm holding. Do you think that he acted the nobly
1: that Absolutely. entire time?
0: Absolutely. He acted with, comported himself very well. Well, we, um, we name things to people,
2: uh, to their accomplishments, not, not because of who they are as people.
0: So um, that's a very interesting take on it. I mean, that's what we've been doing, yeah. uh, supposedly. I mean, tell that, tell that yeah. to
1: the Bill Cosby building at Temple University. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. He was yeah. the pinnacle. Totally. God, he's
1: the exact guy why you don't name anything after anyone who's still alive. <laughs>
0: but even if you name it after they're dead, like there's still folks who are, you know, there's Robert E. Lee statues all across yeah, the fucking country. Right. So it, it depends. I'm with Dave. I'm going to petition for Rockin Boulevard along <laughs> with, uh, I want Magazine Street renamed Earl Stevens Boulevard. This is my platform, Vote Demo <laughs> 2020. Uh, Dad bod rap pod. If you enjoy our argument, which has a, a like a do the right thing kind of thing today, because we're all hella hot and shit.
1: It is like, quite yeah. warm today. Brought oh, yes. out the grammar Nazi and yeah. me. Exactly.
0: Vicky, <laughs> Vicky.
2: No, but I, I totally thought the same thing from the discussion right. of how the thing, the talk was going. Yeah, by the way. but y'all Thank both you, was
0: wrong. <laughs> Maybe I make money off of words sometimes. Um, <laughs> so. This has been a very uh, interesting episode. I believe that this is the second hottest episode um, since the infamous Ant interview yeah. uh, Yes, in, in the old game room where it's about 174. But we're, uh, we're coping with it. Um, Nate's got his shirt open, chest hairs are flowing. Um, Rocking well. Rocking well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweating the technique, literally. Uh, nice. We are the dad bod rap pod. You can check us out or interact with us on social media at dad bod rap pod on Twitter, suggest uh, some overrated underrated folks for us to review, suggest maybe records that we should listen to, which are not yours. Uh, on IG, we are at dad bod rap pod. Uh, Before
1: we go, I want to give a shout out to uh Deuce Ellis and camouflage monk whose beats we're using for this week's show. Like I, I got service to these from someone they work with. And I, I think these beats are fucking dope. This is my favorite beat thing that's come out in quite a while. The batch like, that you,
0: that you got. Yeah, oh, I'm like, of.
1: I'm like super into this week's beats and like appreciate them. Thank you, Jordan, for letting us use them. And like, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like it's hard to be moved by an instrumental thing these days. And I was like, True. these are sick, dude. Like, okay. it was just like, this is like exactly what we're looking—they're better than podcast music, but they also make good podcast music. Mm. Basically, go. what I'm trying to say.
0: There you go. So, um, uh, and it's it's on Spotify, or was that a private link? There, for us? There's an
1: EP version of it, but the full length will be out when you guys hear this tomorrow, the okay.
0: 29th. Okay. Okay. Dope. No, actually, I was a—I've uh, been rocking with those beats as well. A yeah, good, kind like of, like, a good kind of like takeaways, edible, kind of yeah, like,
1: but still anchored in like a programming sensibility that i think is is very well done
0: and uh i like stony with percussion like i like i like when uh we're pulling off beats with beats again um so (laughs) these definitely fit that bill shout out to uh folks for sending us those we've been getting a lot of beats lately and uh if they make it through the nate filter Maybe they make it on the show. <laughs> Dave and I have no input. So please, at Nate J LeBlanc. No. <laughs> uh, if you have issues of why you got John Blaze shit and he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're out here on all the, the fly platforms that you get all your podcast content from. Uh, number 27 music podcast. Uh, in Norway. In Norway. <laughs> but, not, but not number 27 in Norway. Number 27 music interview podcast in Norway there's like 26 ikea joints going up before us that's that's not norwegian um it's like
1: when you write an article never read the comments and when you make a podcast never look
0: at the chart data yeah it can only hurt you um i am buoyed by knowing we're top 50 norway so shout out to norway for fucking with us uh we're trying to crack the top 200 in america but we appreciate you guys for fucking with us on a weekly basis every thursday new episodes, more interviews, more arguing, more grammatical Nazism. It is the Dad bod Rap Pod.